On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if Alfred Pennyworth makes it to America, if Apocalypse makes it to Washington, D.C., and if Sabrina will make it to her series finale. All of that and more on an all-new Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet where we review every live-action television show based on a comic book or a comic book property. My name is Cassie, and I am here to host this episode, which is, of course, the first episode of the new year. So it's, you know, it's a new year, it's the same show, same host, all of that is new, but I think we will be bringing, like, a new energy to this. I know I've been meditating on, like, a word of the year, and I'm ready to just bring, like, a calmness, a serenity... And like a real knowledge to this. And um, I just, I'm excited to see what my co hosts are bringing into this new year as well. So allow me to introduce them because they're, of course, still joining us. I have a, you know what? Let's go with Ryan in this new year. Wait, are you already using your new words of the year? Like, what the fuck does serenity mean? What the fuck does calmness mean? Like, what are these words you're using? Ryan's word is judgment. (laughs) (laughs) Judgment and anger. And that's why it took a long time for me to reflect on these words. And I know, like, we tend to, like, we tend to keep it off air, but I know we scream at each other a lot. And especially, yeah. like, you two, man. Sometimes you two, like, get on my nerves. So I'm, I'm bringing a serenity what? and a calmness. Are you, say- <laughs> Are you saying YouTube? I, I understand because the ads before the videos, right? Is that what you're saying? And then every time I log on, it's like, do you want to try this, like, three-week trial of YouTube Prime or whatever? I'm like, no, I don't fucking want this. Obviously not. It, it infuriates me. So serenity, calmness. So, I, Cassie, you did say you said uh, my word of the year is questioning and curiosity, which is, mm. I think, just a nicer version of what Ryan's bringing. Uh, you said serenity, calmness, and knowledge. Mm-hmm. Does that mean for the last year or so you had no knowledge Zero and this knowledge. year you'll be doing research? And can you prove some of that knowledge right now? Uh, you know what? It is only like we have just started this off, but I can tell you what I have learned after our last episode. Did you guys know Pennyworth is about Batman? This is new to me. And can you believe that? She thought it was just based on some indie comic she'd never heard of. <laughs> I did. I thought it was just a security guard. So I'm here and this knowledge base now to let you guys know. Batman. Anyway, even even not knowing it's about Batman, you watched it and what your takeaway was, this is about a security guard, mm-hmm. not like a uh, crypto-fascist second civil, uh, civil war in Britain. <laughs> like, no, no, this is a show about a security guard. Well, to defend Cassie, which I always do, it's my job. I'm chivalrous as fuck when it comes to her, my best friend, uh, and especially when it's against you, Mike, my worst friend. Um, how would she know that it doesn't take place today? With all, like, with, with, with government and... What's going on in fascist Washington, D.C. With, with Brexit and everything that's happening? I mean, yeah, it's just about a security guard living a normal-ass life. It's, it was all Batman. right there. And I know Mike, and again, this, is, this was Mike who was coming in with this, uh, his word, which was questioning, I believe. And, questioning and curiosity. Mm-hmm, and I know that's just what you were displaying. It wasn't like questioning like how, like me at all as a host. And I do appreciate that. I know it was coming from probably a good place. I'll let it slide. No, it's questioning parenthetical authority. <laughs> Featuring authority? So, yeah, questioning authority is my big theme of the year. Uh, okay, you know what my word of the uh, year is? Is counting, because that's one word. 
and you guys are saying, you guys, here are my, here's my word of the year, and then you say four or five words, okay? I just took, one, I so, just so, so say words Cassie. of the year then, not one, like, what, do you, what are we doing here, but not counting? I was, I was trying to follow our hosts, uh, what she said. Fearlessly. And because she said my, my, yeah, her fearless leadership, where she said my word of the year, serenity, calmness, knowledge, that's her word of the year. And then, mm-hmm. Ryan, you did say judgment was yours, and she has said, and anger. So I was like, oh, we're not allowed to just have one. <laughs> They're all... That's like if you choose just one word, these are all hyphenated for sure. Like one word is at the base level, so I know we're ready to bring more to the year. Like there's there's 365 days, you guys. We need more than one word. That's insane. I, I guess hate that uh, Robin and I pulled our money together and gave Cassie the secret for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's really changing. It's going to change how we run things here. I'm very excited for it. Thank you for that that beautiful it- gift. It was honestly easy. We, like it didn't even cost that much money. Mike and I just hoped and prayed that Cassie would get the secret for Christmas, and then it happened because that's how the secret worked. <laughs> yeah, I had a vision board, and it just had a picture of Cassie looking happy and a picture of the secret and Oprah's book club all over it. Oh, <laughs> Mike, please describe the picture of Cassie looking happy that you own on your vision board. I, I cropped it from a video. One of her, she's on another podcast called The Unnatural Twenties, and one of her co-hosts took a video of Cassie delightfully setting sparks with her shoes and it's the happiest i've ever seen anybody and uh so i I took a still from that video and printed it out that is the most put it on the vision board thank you for that that is the most amount of joy i've experienced in a long time so that that will that vision board i can't wait for that to come true and you know what i can't wait in the main event for us to me to learn more about pennyworth it's gonna be a whole new journey for me so that is coming up in the main event but before that let's go to the bullpen Welcome back. We are here for the bullpen. As I just mentioned, you know, this new year, it's got us reflecting. I, we did all have to make vision boards, and it's just a new vibe we got here. So we are going to have share our New Year's resolutions. I did want us to come with resolutions for uh, Shush, specifically. Like, how we're going to change the show and make it better. And I, I hope you guys reflected on this. I hope you, like, meditated, put a lot of deep thought into this. And I, I, I believe and I trust you guys that you did this. So, Mike, can I yes. start with you? What is the first resolution you have? I, I think one of the problems on the show is, because resolutions are always about seeing a problem, calling a problem, solving a problem, and is a, a lack of financing. And so I resolve that I will, it's going to seem very different. I'm going to have to devote most of my life to this, owning a nightclub. Uh, and then I will funnel some of the money to the show so the show gets better, but more and more of my time will have to go to the day-to-day of running and owning a nightclub. And I'm going to be the kind of owner that's like, hands-on. I'm also bringing very nice champagne to people's tables. Sometimes I'm sitting down and drinking with them and uh, pocketing some of the money, if you will. Mm -hmm. Sure. Are you the kind of owner who um, is... Seems like some of the time you're always there, 24 hours a day, but then also the kind of owner who is allowed to leave to go on adventures for seemingly months at a time, oh, yeah. and the club, the club is fine. Management better be okay with either of those things. <laughs> I need to hire a general manager who can run the club almost better when I'm not around, but have such a little ego that they're totally fine when I am slapping them across the face because they, I said Don Perry on, and they gave me Don Julio. <laughs> Which is, that's a big mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, a follow-up. But uh, I still think even a big mistake, you probably don't slap your... I'm going to get a pretty shitty HR manager so I don't get in trouble. When do you get to the point of the resolution where you say that at the nightclub, uh, me and Cassie drink for free? Yes, very important. That's Thank part you. of the resolution? I don't know. Make your own fucking resolution about my nightclub. <laughs> All right, fine. 
Cassie and I drink for free. There it is. First well, one. Can't say no to a resolution. <laughs> uh, Mike, quick follow-up question. Will you also be performing at this uh, this club? Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna try to MC a lot devil of the nights. Sticks, devil sticks. <laughs> Sometimes, if you're lucky, devil sticks will come out. Yes, uh, it's gonna be the biggest club to hit the scene. Uh, Ryan, besides you know getting us free drinks, what is your other resolution? Uh, my resolution is to, and you guys are going to join with me, right? Because if I put it in a resolution, then that makes it happen. <laughs> We're gonna start uh, whatever campaign we need: letter writing, protesting in the streets. Um, to get Walking Dead fucking canceled. Oh All goodness. forms of Walking Dead yes. are going to be gone because of the three of us by the end of this year. And I know it seems weird. Why would I be the uh, not just on a show that talks about comic book based TV, but I would say like the breakout star of that podcast. You know, like when people think about the show, they think about it as Ryan and you're the, the two other people. People thought I'm, you were cute at first and then realize how fucking annoying you are the more they get around you. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking of more resolutions right the fuck now. Um, and you would think that uh, we'd like all comic book TV. And there was a time where Walking Dead, we did watch yeah, and, that and pilot? enjoy it. Damn. <laughs> that one single day of all time. Uh, but now it's time to go. And I can't tell you how much better our lives, everyone else, everyone's lives would be better if this show just, it, like, it, as a representation of zombies. How zombie-like the show is in itself is too meta and too creepy, and it needs to get got. It does. It's been going. Is this series? It's over like ten years, right? It, it just it yeah. literally will not die. I can't handle it. I'm fully on board for this. It's hurt like so many of your pop filter specifically. So many people have believed that it would be coming back on this season, and that it was going <laughs> to finally be good again, only to be crushed by it. Yeah, it's devastating. We got it. We got it. It's end all it does. It all it does is just crush. It just crushes hopes and dreams. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so I do have, I, my resolution that I'm bringing is that I want to, it's kind of a personal one, but I think it's, it's, I need to do it to find peace with myself. So we've been ranking the X-Men villains and, uh, you know, we started with this one on the show and when it started, I brought Onslaught and Onslaught immediately got dunked on when I thought he was a very strong contender. So my resolution is to find a villain that will rank worse than Onslaught. And I'm not, I'm not I, trying to find I a good love one. that style of res- <laughs> resolutions. Look, last year I said I was going to do 100 push-ups a day and failed. Mm-hmm. This year I'll do two. <laughs> Just like set the bar lower. <laughs> it- Listeners, I I got to tell you that uh, around here we call her Teflon Te- Teflon Cast. Like she she is impossible. It, we can't hurt her feelings. Every, nothing sticks with her. Everything bounces off. The most offended she's yeah. ever been. Ever. I think we've like, said so much worse to- stuff. Seriously, Onslaught is probably good. I haven't seen it, but I refuse to accept that it's not a good villain. All right, so uh, I I'm going to find a worse one. There's a worse one out there, and it'll blow you guys' mind when I find a worse one. Uh, do you, Mike? Do you understand the power of our words? How important they are. Yeah. Where all we can do is just gently, and I think that we were absolutely incredible in letting Cassie know that she she did choose the most dog shit villain of all time. Also. <laughs> Keep in mind that the job was not to pick the best villain. It was just to pick no, a villain to go to rank on the list. All of the villains, so there will <laughs> right, be bad we gotta ones. Get through and all that's of okay. Them. That it is not an indictment of you when you bring a bad villain. They will be on the list eventually. It it's is. that she went in and was like, "This is me, and I am onslaught." And anything you say against my baby onslaught, you say against me. It was. It was on how I presented it. It was. I just came in so confident that I was probably a good one, and I was expecting top tens, and to have it immediately well, dropped was devastating. Onslaught came in that same way, and look what happened to him. 
So I don't know. I probably didn't end up well for Onslaught, but that's that's probably my life journey and where I'm at. Uh, you know you know what's cool about me, Mike, is that you definitely could have chosen a villain at some point to rank lower, except you told us that, and now he and I will literally never let it happen. We're going to find an argument for every villain and why they're better than Onslaught. No, it's a resolution. It has to happen, and you guys have to back me. These are Shit. the rules we set. Fuck you guys. The resolution, the resolution. Power of the resolution. Mike, what is your next resolution? Uh, I'm going to take a page out of uh, Metal Nose Hitler. I don't remember his real name, but Metal Nose Hitler is the big bad of Pennyworth, Batman. And he is in the middle of a conversation about anything else. And then for no reason, he just starts talking about what a low profession the police are. And anybody who's a police is a piece of shit. And I resolved to be like him and wedged that belief uh, into more conversations I have is uh, you'd have to be a real dickhead to want to be a cop. (laughs) I fully support this. I would love this. Just as casual, find new ways to like really work to put it into a conversation. Like you could be talking about cheeses and find a way yeah. to get in this conversation. I really appreciate that. Yeah, it'd be like Cheez-Its are like they're delicious and like they satiate your hunger and really help you when 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 you need a snack. You know what doesn't help anybody ever? The fucking cops. <laughs> Killing it right on the first example. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Uh Ryan, what is your resolution? Before 2022 starts, I am going to kickstart the Kickstarter to pay for a uh, co-tattoo. And for those of you who don't know, a co-tattoo is where when you see all people together that have the tattoo, then it creates a picture. That'll be the three of us. And what I realized was um, that what we're going to do is we're going to get butt tattoos. Yes. Okay. And so when you line all six of our cheeks up with each other, then it's going to do a picture. Um, I have been blessed, let's say, with uh, barely any butt at all. Like it all, there's just almost nothing there. Yeah, blessed. Uh, That's what everybody says. <laughs> Mike, Mike has been blessed with a butt that he most doorways he has to walk sideways mm-hmm. through. Right? He just all he does are those squats and works it out, and he's got this perfect bubble butt that all the girls love. Mm-hmm. Cassie, you're just a normal person, Thanks. and so we're gonna light up like that, and across the cheeks, we're all gonna have tattoos of. I, so on my left cheek is going to be a tiny Bebo, and then on Mike's right cheek is going to be big Bebo, and then across all the butt cheeks, Bebo's going to get bigger and bigger until he's ultimate Bebo. Yes. What I love, this tattoo is going to be like the back page of a Mad Magazine, where that's what it's like when it's all squished together, because it's not just standing, we have to like really throw our hips into it to squeeze our butts and it makes those Bebos, but... When we're apart, we all just have different individuals from Legends of the Tomorrow uh, on our ass cheeks. It's so Legends of the Tomorrow. <laughs> it's so important to have a tattoo that can also stand on its own when it's like that. And I think it's still exactly we're still going to be respectable with a little Bebo. I love that. That's true. If I got the middle part of like a pendant heart that said "Best Friends," but I just had the middle part, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean anything, yeah. you know? Like you, they, it, it you just two has have to- rant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you love Esrin? <laughs> I'm into their older shit. Uh, I, you two have to be there. But if we get this one, I still got a kick-ass ass tattoo. Yeah. And that's made even better every single time the three of us are together. By the way, how much do you guys think we would have to be talked into showing our butts every time the three of us are around each other? I'm normally Is it one second? Told. Is it less than one second? Yeah, I think it would be, please don't show your butts again. <laughs> It would have to have a conversation everybody we know before we go somewhere to be like, listen, we're going to meet up with some people. Do not show your ass to them. I would only wear chaps. 
Once we get this tattooed, it's chaps forever. Yes. At a certain point, we would just get told like different addresses for parties. Like it would just be the three of us alone, and we would not even notice. So heartily are we showing our butts <laughs> to an empty room. We're still so stoked. We don't even care that we're alone. I don't think people still moon like out of cars, but we could bring it back. I think that would be the best way. Okay, but we need three windows yeah. in a row. We can make it happen. Yeah, we're going to get like a little school bus. A that's minivan. the pop filter mobile. <laughs> also, no one will hang out with us. So one of us is going to be driving while mooning. Yeah. Well, cool. I just find somebody on like Fiverr. Fiverr, Uber pool. Like we got so many options here. Uh, my final resolution is, uh, it's a big one. I want Luke Wilson to know the pod. Like just know of our podcast. Get him to recognize know us in some way. <laughs> become like cherish us love us the way that we do we love him and that's just it's a goal i just need like a like from him on a tweet or something just a thing where he's like oh look at that and then that's gonna, okay. that's all i need in life this is legit though yeah let's actually do this one I'm the rest <laughs> of we've been fucking around look i don't actually want to get those tattoos let's actually make this happen audience out there if you know luke wilson hook us up oh and let's we know this. you listen just talk to your brother for us <laughs> come on man it's the least you can do well, you guys, our, our future's looking bright. These are great resolutions. Uh, it's I'm so excited to be a part of this. Uh, coming up next, though, you guys, we are going to be talking about Pennyworth. <laughs> On the two-part finale of Season 2 of Pennyworth, England is being bombed as tensions with the war rises, but Alfred, Alfred is only concerned with getting his money back. After a failed money rescue mission, all his money gets blown up and he loses his close friend Baz, so he decides to join his old war friend Troy and become a robber. Meanwhile, Brett and Katie are on a side sojourn in league territory where they meet up with Brett's sister. And last but not least, Martha and Thomas are just vibing and banging. Taste Buds, I ask you, were you surprised that this two-part finale focused on a lower-stakes item for Alfred while keeping the ongoing ongoing war as more of a background plot? Batman. Batman. Is that the low stakes? Is Batman someday? I'll raise a Batman. It is Batman. It's not the season finale. It's just the winter finale because... Because of COVID. So they're, they're supposed to come back at some point with six more episodes of season two, which probably okay. probably makes more sense as to like the lower level of what happened in these two episodes. But it is, it is interesting. Uh, pretending I didn't know that. Pretending uh, this was all a choice and they knew they were going to go off now. It's... Uh, follows along with the show and that's ending on like very character-based moments dark night of the soul versus like big bombastic stuff so he's not getting involved in the war he's trying to struggle and figure out who is alfie yeah whatever whatever youth whatever you fucking americans think should be happening in any given episode of a tv show pennyworth is not bothered by you know like pennyworth goes at its own pace and i'm sort of here for it yeah, I was going to say, I know we talked about this a couple weeks ago that we were going to be caught under a spell because there's nothing else on, but I might fucking love this show. <laughs> it is so good. <laughs> and I don't get why nobody's talking about it. I, I realize how much I like it when I think they've done the first cheesy thing I've seen out of them is when Baz died. Yeah. Uh, was d- dumb as hell. Died for 12 minutes. Uh, like It was uh, a parody, like uh, an airplane style last words is I have, here's my last essay. They I'm wrote going four to stay drafts, alive. and he went through every version of what last words could be. <laughs> and they would, because, you know, their chemistry, these are good friends, and they have so much chemistry. Just just the boys hanging out. Um, they had all these jokes, and he would just keep waking up and being undead to continue <laughs> bits that both of his friends were making. 
but continue off the previous bit a bit like it would just change yeah. a little bit yeah it would start off with like no but there is one thing i want you guys to do it besides get all these fat things. that was my favorite get fat get a fat wife have fat kids get fat also shit alfred i'm back alive there's also one more thing i need you to do please tell my wife oh, i farted okay now, <laughs> now i'm that, dead remember that time and now i'm, I, I'm dead right. for reals here i go Batman. <laughs> no, those were his final words. <laughs> Honestly, I would appreciate that. Uh, so there is, like, it is moving at a slower pace, but that's not bugging you guys at all. You are totally fine with. Yeah, I, I like it. I, most of the t- character moments, I think, really work. There's so many people who aren't named Pennyworth. Uh, I'm interested in. I mean, I, I really like that Metal Nose Hitler's aunt is telling him not to take Bet's calls. And I'm like, were they, like, neighbors growing up? Why does yeah. she know this redheaded crazy lady? Uh, and that she's really like, you got to be a dictator this way. And there's all of his new bad friends are like, no, be a dictator this way. Well, I think that she's she's nervous that because Bet is a little unpredictable, which she is. You know, she likes to oh, keep yeah. it interesting. Um, but also, Metal Nose Hitler is. I feel like that uh, yeah. they're all villains. So to say, hey, Metal Nose Hitler, while you're trying to be a villain and destroy the world or take it over, you know, like it, it's it we it comes from a weird place to say like oh but don't trust this other psychopath psychopaths love psychopaths well but i think so all the different demons on metal nose hitler's shoulders there's bat who is like id right do whatever you want whenever you want and everything will be fine uh then there's salt who is uh this version is not played by angelina jolie it's the creepy torture guy who's like let's guess everybody and then metal nose hitler's aunt is like let's make britain better she really believes she buys into the bullshit everybody else is just cackling and ready to be villainous and she buys like we're gonna be stand-up citizens with for the new britain and so she does not like the what they reflect about her well let me ask you guys a question as far as bet goes and metal nose hitler bet is on the run because bet murdered her boss right Uh we already discussed that in a couple weeks ago uh, Bet finally gets a hold of Metal Nose Hitler and says, "Hey, sorry, I have a temper." And Metal Nose Hitler seems like he's on her side. He's like, "Oh, oh Bet, yeah. <laughs> classic <laughs> you." But if they're so close, why isn't she higher up in the rank? <laughs> and who, we, can't, we don't have time to get into it. <laughs> but then, but then gunmen go to where Bet is and try to kill her. He didn't know that. Right, I'm okay. pretty sure because he's like, oh, we haven't heard from Bet, and they're like, no, she wasn't there. And he's like, classic Bet running off again. I think Salt just sent people to kill her like salt knew everything that that like bet isn't there for the cause bet is just an agent of pure chaos and Mm -hmm. so i think he tried to get rid of her but yeah i mean we've barely talked about alfie so far but i think you're hitting it on the head mike we're between middle nose hitler who whose name we will learn someday uh (laughs) bet salt and um the ant well who i don't know if she's his aunt that's just the relationship they seem to have uh (laughs) We have four wildly different perspectives and levels of psychopathy in just the villains of the show, yeah. you know? And then we have, like, the neutral but also villainous Aleister Crowley, who uh, Thomas Wayne hired to make him trick or drug or make an archbishop think he had an orgy uh-huh. to and push him towards photo. suicide <laughs> and take a photo. You got to take a photo. It's it basically a happen. subplot of Can't Hardly Wait. But you know what? Uh, this conversation so far, I think, is proof of the fact that because like there's so much to talk about, and we're all over the place, and I think it's proof that it seems slow, right? It seems like slow cinema. It seems like that there's not happen a lot happening, but when you look back on it, 
there's a lot of shit going on. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 there's the, the, it is the shades of gray. Like I don't know who you could point at and be like this person is a hero. Maybe Martha. Uh but everybody else is dirty. Mhm. I think she could be like our only one. I'm not sure if she'll take a turn, but as of right now, it is like Martha and possibly uh Alfred's like mom who only is there to like save children who are getting bombed. Like <laughs> Okay, let's talk because this is a, a goofy Batman prequel show. Uh, there's Metal Nose Hitler, right? It's not like it can't be real serious drama. But one of the most chilling things I've seen on television is how calmly normal citizens deal with mortars and just like (laughs) put that little girl back together. And they're like, well, the war is on uh, and move on. It hit hard. And I do think if this was an American show, it would be like big and dramatic and dumb weeping. But I think it's way worse to just have people be like, this is life now. Well, it's got that British passion or lack thereof towards everything, right? Yeah. Everything is let's put on a, let's put the kettle on and deal with it. Stiff upper lip. It was so crazy. That was like what tripped me out on focusing on like saying that like the war was a subplot because when that happens, so like you know like a a mortar goes off right outside like Alfie's house and it like wakes him up and he straight up like he you know there's a moment where he's like talk to his dad and then he just puts on his suit to go to work and he's like buttoning his his cuffs as his mom's like taping up this girl and he's just like well cheerio I'm off to work I'm like what the hell. Well, it is, like, right now, like, the first week of the war, I'm sure people were like, oh, no, you got to stop doing what we're going to do. But it's just, like, COVID hit, and we're all still working, Mm -hmm. right? Like, when the world's on fire, the only thing people actually do is, like, well, it's just harder to get groceries now, but you keep doing it. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I don't know which character. Like, all I want to talk about is Bet. I feel like there's bigger things to get to, but I just, I love this chick. She's insane, and I feel like it's bad to root for her, but I love her. Yeah. I think that's what the show wants. Yeah. If you ever, if you ever wondered what it was is like to be me or Mike, um, just watch this show and Bet's hostage is what it's like to hang out with Cassie. It's just that we're dragged around, <laughs> and we we mostly try. Like at one point in the show, uh, Bet asked the hostage, "Do you trust me?" And she's like, "I guess." So the hostage, her name's Kate. They, they they end up hiding in Kate's like old art professor's house, and he says, "Are is she really your friend?" She says, "I guess" about her relationship with Bet several times throughout the episodes. <laughs> she doesn't know. I don't know. She, we don't know. It's the I think same she thing. feels like we do. It's like you're nut, but I kind of like hanging out with you. I guess. <laughs> and it's just so entertaining and endearing. Everybody loves it. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, I guess we should get, so Alfie does turn into, he meets up with his old war friend. Have we seen Troy before? Do you know Ryan? Yeah. We've yeah, a little bit. Know, we know a little bit about Troy. So he joins up his crew of robbers, but is not happy about it, because robbers are low life. It's weird, like, I'm a mercenary. We're so much better than robbers. And even his, like, Merc buddies are like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, illegal shit's illegal shit, bro. Well, yeah, Mike, earlier you asked, like, who is Alfie? And I... I think that we're supposed to be wondering. I don't think the show is wondering, right? I want to give the show more credence in that. No, I think the show has an angle for him. And he he has that Robin Hood line, right? Even if it's everybody in the world thinks it's bunk, he has lines he will and won't cross. Okay, but at Baz's funeral, uh, Goli Troy, who at one point says, you don't fuck with me, I'm Goli Troy. (laughs) It sucks to be British because you have to have names like Goli Troy and make them sound tough. Um but Alfie's like, I know that you showed up here, not because you care, but because you wanted to offer me a job. And they talk about what it was like for Alfie to lead his bro into death. And he's and right. Alfie's like, no, it doesn't bother me at all. It's like, wait, are you just saying that to sound tough in front of your future yes. boss or your and, and former boss? His and once former, and future right. boss because when they he was the captain 
of their little troop when they were all in army mm-hmm. together. Which and so I, he even says like, "I taught you how to lead," and blah blah blah. I I I don't know. I I was thinking the whole time that he is Al- Alfred is just saying that to sound tough, but yes. There's not a ton of hints around that. Like, it is left very, very gray, like all the characters are. Because all the characters are, and because that Britishness, and who Alfie is, is like, he's always giving the world the stiffest of uppermost lips. <laughs> like, other people might crack a little, and he, but I think that's why they have the dream sequences. And even though I think all dream sequences are lame, this one bugged me a little less, because it's the only fucking insight into his inner world we have. Right. Uh it can As a, see that he's like still I still see him like even when he's like doing all these things like he's still pretty childish to me like he is just like putting on a complete front whenever I see him. <laughs> okay. Let me ask you guys this then. Is Alfred Pennyworth in this show based on dialogue, performance, everything? Cool. Are they pulling that off? I think it's I get why people in this world seem to think he's cool, but He's obviously like projecting. Like he saw James Dean, and then he's like, "I'm just gonna try to be cool in my real life." Like I do think he's trying to put his big boy pants on, mm-hmm. and like this is what somebody in my position should act like. So is it like uh, racing through maturity more than you're actually going through maturity? Like is he trying to? He's he's trying to fake it till he makes it, basically. Yeah, basically. And we do have him. So you know, he pulls off like one mission in order. To, he dr- becomes a robber to pull off the mission to get the money to uh, go back to America because it was his dying friend's wish, and he needs to get fat. But then also, like, it ends with he. You know, he's like, "I'm done. That was the one job." And then his friends like, "As a favor to me, you need to be a robber." So is this like? Do you see in the future him staying a robber, or is this where things start to super go south? You think? I well, at I, a certain I mean, point, he has to develop this all-time classic morality, right? Like, yeah. at a certain point, he's going to have more integrity than almost anybody else in comic books. And so, I guess this is like the training period of seeing what things feel like when you do them. And and th- this is the part they seem to be rushing of, instead of having him hang out with the robbers, and after a while, I'll be like, oh, it's not just because they're robbed, they're really bad. Look how Captain Troy is. We've already seen Captain Troy hit his wife. Uh, yeah. And... And she has a femme fatale vibe in general and, and kisses Alfie and then slaps out. Everybody's slapping everybody in this. but So much slapping. We already know, oh, is Troy good or bad? No, it is. He's straight up like, the Alf- Captain Metal Nose Hitler is the big bad for everybody, but this is like Alfie's big bad for the rest of the season. <laughs> okay, so maybe this is on topic, but that also keeps me thinking, like, at some point, these storylines are going to cross over, right? Because uh, we, bas- we basically have... Here's how fascism is invented and how it works and how it can take over. And then we have, I run a bar, and I'm security, and I'm a robber. And I love the fact that we're saying robber, not criminal or proper villain, but (laughs) I'm a robber. Uh, At a certain point, are they going to... They have to cross over. And so is Alfred going to save England and therefore the world from fascism before he becomes a butler for the Wayne family? I really, really hope so. It's insane. But... Man, it would be so oh, and then and then we have the subplot of Thomas Wayne trying to save his wife from a pedophilic fashion designer. Oh shit! Let's <laughs> talk about this guy. So, if hanging out with Bet is like what it's like to be on a show with Cassie, hanging out with this guy is what it's like for me and Cassie to be on a show with Mike. <laughs> who rude? Is, that is so rude. His long hair and his fucking faux accent. By the way, Mike is from New Zealand, and he talks like this as like because he thinks yeah, that's cool i'm doing a bit i'm mocking americans every time i talk <laughs> always gets always gets naked around me and cassie we always have to hog tie him 
I it's so uh, even though uh, what's her name Kate? No, yeah, right. Kate is Thomas and Kate Wayne. No, Martha. Martha. Sorry, you forgot Martha. <laughs> Martha. After everything we've been through with the name Martha. Batman uh, like it's Batman. They're at odds, but Martha does like Patricia Wayne, and so she's like, "I'll go to her birthday party and help not have her marry this guy." Why doesn't Thomas just straight up? Because he's like he has weird sources that lets him. Like, he knows how gross this guy is. Not just, like, normal dinner party gross, but, like, an actual child predator. And instead of just being like, hey, Patricia, I think here's it's this guy's deal. I think it's because the show really is trying to make Martha. I think that Martha is, like, number one on the, uh, I don't know, the, sheet. the Pennyworth power rankings. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to keep that the case. So Thomas is weak, and it, it takes Martha to handle shit. And you gotta have like some little kid shenanigans. Like you can't just be out front. Like you gotta you gotta stage a whole over the top production in order to prove the people that like, hey, I was right. But I do like that. So their big plan to reveal to Patricia that this guy's a piece of shit is he when they meet, he refuses to let Martha say, "I like to dress how I want to dress." He's like, "No, I will come to your house and give new dresses." And so she just says, "Okay," knowing he's going to be a gross piece of shit. Also, people who hang out with and enable assholes will always say to you, "Oh, they don't take no for an answer." Yeah. Oh my god, uh, that drives me crazy. I don't want to be around anybody who doesn't take no for an answer. Because yeah, doesn't take no for an answer uh, eventually leads to what happens in the apartment of mm-hmm. I'm going to get naked, and if not consensually, force myself upon you. Yeah. And everybody acts like it's a little peccadillo. Yeah. Oh, he's so weird. He's, he's so quirky. And then, you know, we do end with, like, the big cliffhanger is they have, like, uh, Stormcloud, I believe, is the name of the operation. And it is, like, yeah. fully operational. They do a creepy demonstration of just, like, opening curtains to, like, bombing, like, ten people with this, like, gassing them or whatever. It was super haunting right at the end. Dude, this last three minutes is, like, contention. Does this count as 2021? Uh, I don't remember when it came out. This I might think, no, I think it's the end of 2020. Oh yeah. uh, well, the Shushies have a weird thing where it's like in June. Yeah, so, mid year. Um, this is scene of the year. Like, first of all, we meet Lucius Fox, right? Yeah, because, that was his hit Batman. Because <laughs> Pennyworth, Batman. Batman. Uh, Pennyworth is Batman. <laughs> He's Batman. Uh, but this whole scenario of watching um, Salt, right? Yeah, just like ca- like his calm creepiness, his Colin Firthiness, um, just sort of do this demonstration and watching. Uh, are, are they prisoners? Are they at a jail? Yeah, they look like prisoners. They, they look like prisoners, yeah. and they love the fact that it the the gas is good for camera, right? It doesn't like make gross stuff happen, and that kids can go play in the yard ten minutes after Five you minutes, bomb, yeah. and so then they just wipe out these prisoners. Oh, and this is this is after. Uh, somebody brings two prisoners into court to murder each other. Those were the good guys too. Yeah. The good guys did that. That, that was... So the, the the queen is having a hearing of give the best speech to be the new prime minister because the last one killed himself because he was in a fake orgy. Uh, and one of the guys' speeches is, look at these two prisoners, kill each other guys and nobody really tries to stop them. And he goes, that's what I'll do for our country. And <laughs> most of the room's just like, yep. While Martha's like, wait, what the... <laughs> but I mean, like, well, the, it seems effective. So arm them, I guess. The queen didn't have that many good ideas either. Her one idea was to send out a bunch of Cajun people who can explode things. Yeah, that's not a great idea. That's the queen's gambit. Yeah, I don't think that was that. I don't think that was that great. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say that the last three minutes of episode four were haunting and effective yeah. in ways that our average show isn't 
typically capable of. It's really good at breakneck tonal changes. Like <laughs> often we'd be like, this is sloppy and bad, but I, I, I do feel like they have a tight handle on it. But you got to keep in mind that it's not going from uh, way over here to way over here. It's going from it's neutral to way over here. Mm-hmm. It stays at neutral for as long as it can so that it can punch you that hard when it goes right. to do something crazy. Mm-hmm. And it is working. It's crazy. So, I mean, after hearing you guys talk, it seems like we're in for when this comes back, no matter like what's going on at that time. We're probably going to give it a shot. I, think, I don't care if I'm in the middle of divorce proceedings. Yeah. I'll stop and watch this show. <laughs> I don't. I think that I'm almost up to where Mike is. Where I would watch. This is like the highest compliment the three of us can pay anything. Mm-hmm. I would watch this show if the podcast wasn't around. Damn. Oh my goodness, that's <laughs> that is big praise for this show. So I, uh, you guys should be watching it. It is on Epics when it returns. If you haven't watched it, catch up. Uh, we're out of time though, so we are going to go to our poll list. <laughs> It is time we have made it to the poll list where we talk about every other show we watch this week. The first and only show we watch this week is Sabrina. On the first episode of the fourth and final season of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Sabs feels like the odd witch out, so she makes a risky plan for a whirlwind trip. Taste Buds, next week we're doing a deep dive on the first three episodes of this season. Are we excited that the show is back? No. no, I was never up on the show the way you two were. And do you mean Bono and the Edge? Yeah, Bono and the Edge fucking love the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina because they're sab sits from way back. Um, I, 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 I get this is visually I like this show. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think it is sumptuous to look at, but sumptuous. I would say sumptuous. <laughs> I, I like the set design is very good. The costuming is great, but the acting and plotting and character work are so drab and i think lo- lost a lot of that riverdale charm mm-hmm. that res brought yep okay so i'm i'm of two minds here one i think that we have given it short shrift because we 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 dip in and dip out and i sure. feel like that if we were going to watch a couple of episodes in a row that's going to help out a ton but two man like there's bad acting with bad characters like harvey mm-hmm. and then yes for some reason, I keep defending Kierna Shipka because of Mad Men. Uh-huh. But everyone just... Except for the ants. Except for the two ants. Everyone on this show is rough. Plus, since the last season came out, guys, we have watched a different Sabrina show. And so now a different TV show owns my heart. I know. Right. I am very excited because I saw some behind the scenes. And I know there's at least one episode where our Hilda and Zelda show up on this show. It'll be what saves it. Yeah, because for me, like, my roommate was asking me, like, what happened on the last one, and I couldn't tell you. Like, I couldn't remember if, like, uh, her boyfriend, I can't remember his name right now, but the one who took on Satan, if he still had, like, the little goat foot. Nick Satan? Yeah, Nick Satan. Nick Scratch. (laughs) Oh, that's... (laughs) Mr. Nick Satan. Like, I I can't tell you if he still has a goat's foot or not, and that that is one thing that would have stuck with me. So, uh, it's just going, it's a little too much for me. But that is... He has a goat's foot, but it is his head. (laughs) You know what? I'm back so on board. I'm back yeah. on board. And if you want to watch it, it is on Netflix. Uh, that's it for the poll list, you guys. We have some extra time to talk about here. So, Mike, like, do you want to? I heard you were saying you you're building a website. Yeah, I have this business idea, and I've I've been told that it's not real until you have a website. Uh, so I have piece of shit dot biz, <laughs> and I'm just trying to let everybody know. Like, my general business idea is. It's kind of like a yes/no quiz they take through, and it's like, is this person a piece of shit? Mm. 
is this car a piece of shit and I help guide them. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, you, uh, you, can take the, sh- you can take the piece of shit dot quiz on the piece of shit dot biz. Exactly. And that's definitely in the works for the slogan. But like it doesn't look good. And I think for a name as good as piece of shit dot biz, mm. it really needs to pop visually. Oh, you got to. I, I have a question. Is your website built on WordPress? Uh, yeah. Ah, oh, fuck. I just, I wish that there was somebody who offered premium hosting that is specifically built for WordPress that would help you out because it oh, would allow you too. to focus on your website while we handle, while they handle the security, maintenance, backups, and speed optimization. Yes, I don't want to handle the security, maintenance, or the speed optimization. I would hate to watch you handle the speed optimization. I don't know. Is it, It's just me going, go faster like I'm at a horse race. <laughs> or you type it in. <laughs> It's go faster with Mike. That's just keep running, keep going. And you know what? Like, I feel like they should probably have like, it would be so easy if you could just like drag and drop stuff into like some templates. Ah, yes. I don't want to learn to code. I would love a drag and drop template. If only. These got really good ideas, guys. I want this. See, uh, as somebody who created piece of shit dot biz, which is, is, and I I can't believe I'm here talking to the owner of piece of shit dot biz. Um, you think drag and drop means to drag food into your mouth and then drop it out of your butt and then take mm-hmm. pictures of it for Straight your website. Toy toy. <laughs> but actually, there's d- drag and drop means something different in the in web speak that somebody. I wish somebody could help you with that. Mm-hmm. I do too. Yeah, you, you're you're vocalizing all of my wishes, Ryan. I actually, could you go through your contacts? Do you know Do you know somebody who can do this? Wait, hold on. Let me flip through yeah, them. Go. Oh, there's only one. I only have one phone number. It's Cybersprout. What's their phone number? Your partner for the digital world dot one eight hundred. Your partner for the digital world. Cybersprout dot net. I think that actually, Mike. Now that I've gone through my contacts, I think that Cybersprout is the company for you to make piece of shit dot biz <laughs> the, the single greatest website on the internet. I mean, it's already the single greatest name. So if the visuals can match, I would pay so much money. And I've heard that they're not even that much money. No, no, it, I, it's incredibly affordable uh, because they don't work out of Los Angeles. And it's expensive to work in Los Angeles. <laughs> That's true. Hey, Californians, just start using Cybersprout.net for all of your business website needs. And also be sure to check out Cybersprout, or no, not Cybersprout.biz, pieceofshit.biz. It's going to look beautiful. <laughs> all right, you guys. We got to take a break and then we are going to go into Extaz. Welcome to Eggs Tasmania, bitch, a mini show within a show where we take an in-depth episode-by-episode look at Fox's seminal and underrated early morning soap opera from the mid-90s, X-Men the Animated Series. On the ninth episode, the end is nigh as Apocalypse converts a group of mutants and turns them into his four horsemen. Their first attack takes them to a peace conference, which then... turns unpeaceful very quickly the x-men defeat the horsemen making them run off to their mechanic making them run off on their mechanical horses to stonehenge which is then when we discovered that the meaning behind this ancient mystery is that it hides a getaway jet for apocalypse taste buds before we get to any of that the episode starts off with adler getting his powers taken away so we're picking up right where that last one's at what uh, the fuck if if you (sighs) Like, out of context, the thing that Cassie just said must seem insane. (laughs) Why? In context, it's insanely awesome. (laughs) It's so good. And I can't wait to get, like, Apocalypse and his four horsemen. So exciting. But before we start there, we got to get to his, how he started his army. And his first convert is Adler. It's like six months, or no, six hours after the last episode, maybe, because the X-Men are still in the bar. 
Uh-huh. They're just hanging out. <laughs> and then Warren kicks open the door. Uh, and he's just like, the cure works. The cure works. Uh, because he went to Adler. And as Adler's hooking up to the machine, reveals she's Mystique and says, it's not a cure at all. You'll be a slave. Ha 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 ha. And he's just like, what? <laughs> Okay, so yeah, while they're in the bar, we get to we get to know a couple of other mutants. Um, one is the screechiest lady of all time, so she should be oh, a villain. Yes. She, I think she's wearing a beanie, and she just goes, me the entire time. Oh, she was a Morlock. <laughs> she was one of the Morlock ladies. The other one is the bulliest bull-haircutted man I have ever seen in the history of bull haircuts. God damn, that guy's hairdo was amazing. And it was when, the early 90s. We were he, all doing it. When he becomes war. The 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 horseman war keeps the bull haircut the entire time. That's impressed. That's that's a that's a hardcore haircut. Yeah, because one of the the other ones, I think it's pestilence or famine. She goes from having like a pixie cut to long hair when she changes, and he says, "No, no, no." When they're at Apocalypse's barbershop, I'm keeping my normal hair. <laughs> like as war, he could have a helmet, but no, absolutely do not cover this. And it is, it's Pestilence who has the the most amo- amazing voice actor and just screams everything in li- literally like witched, uh, Wicked Wist- Witch of the West like style. Like just hackles, screams. I love her. I know it's confusing the way that like I talk about the show because I do it every, every way between like a show for children in the early 90s on Saturday morning and also The Wire. It basically goes The Wire <laughs> and this show tied for first of all time. But... Do you guys think it's weird that uh, we got so little Angel before we get Archangel? Like, was that yeah. was there enough buildup for that to be as as no, big of a deal as it should have like been? A ski chalet preppy boy, and then he became Archangel. It's he's he's a confusing character throughout all of the X Men adaptations because he's one of the OG five, but feels like the most underused. And I do think most creators are like, I don't know, a rich white kid. Let's not put him on our team. <laughs> Also, we're missing one of the OG five, Iceman. Yeah, do we ever see Bobby Drake? I don't think in this version. Wow. He's also too underused. It, it is crazy that people look at the original five and are like Beast, Yup, and never the other two. <laughs> Let's not take the fun ones. Well, Beast is important because the greatest actor of our generation said, "I I will portray Beast in a movie," and I'm not talking oh. about Nicholas Holt. <laughs> talking about that guy who fell off a stage <laughs> when i was a kid i thought that archangel was the epitome of cool cast the shit cassie yeah, cool when, Wolverine. when you saw this new version of angel were you like god damn this is everything i've ever wanted in coolness it really like honestly it shouldn't have been but something about his transformation and that fucking suit it still hit like i literally have in my notes this kicks ass like just like in that transformation <laughs> well, moment his intro, because it goes from like in the shadows to not, you hear him say, Worthington is no more. And you're like, who's Worthington? Oh, is that that one guy? And then there's only Archangel. And uh, so that's like a ballsy, egotistical introduction. And also when you realize that Apocalypse is making everybody take on his color scheme is also pretty uh, yes. like, now you are also different shades of purple. Uh, blue, pink highlights. Next one. Blue, <laughs> pink highlights. Uh, one, pink. 
later, highlights. Later on, Mike, we're going to do the uh, biggest gasp award like we do every week. Are you uh-huh. saying that Worthington is no more is not the biggest gasp? <laughs> I don't know. Not If you have to pause and go, who is that? I don't I don't think it counts. Before that, when uh, we've realized it was Mystique still because Worthington is no more. So, But Mystique and old Worthington's face is at the bar. Uh, where again the X-Men are just drinking being like what a rough mission in full uniform everybody else at least looks normal but they're in full head to toe uniform I, I can't and- tell you how funny it is to watch Cyclops and Jean Grey in full uniform say this fucking sucks and then t- t- take a sip of Miller Lite it's <laughs> But you know Cyclops has had a few because Warren Worthington says the cure works, Dr. Adler's a genius, and Cyclops is ready to blast his fucking face off. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I grew up in Orange County, right? So I know what a bar fight looks like. It's uh-huh. I've been involved in many of them from 30 feet away. and I have You hung up. out at Goat Hill from time to time. <laughs> Uh, Cyclops is about to start a bar fight head to head because you know when when like your alpha males and their button heads like they're basically rams you know animalistic beast like tendencies uh, they're button heads and Cyclops is ready to full blast this guy right through the face <laughs> with his powers and Professor X is like hey don't do uh, don't do that because you will rip his fucking head off dude it's insane I never expected that. And then somehow from here, we just go to, like, a rec room with the X-Men. Oh, like, they just go, <laughs> and now they're back at the mansion. Uh, Cassie, it's a rec room, not a rec room. So <laughs> Yeah, thank, thank you, you, Storm. <laughs> For the greatest line. They are just out here playing pool. Gambit's still being a piece of shit, hitting on Rogue. It's, it's so Yeah, wild. Storm gives us that uh, great piece of wordplay because Gambit, yet again, tries to put the moves on Rogue, and she, like, flips out on him. and. Mm-hmm. Storm has the temerity to admonish Rogue, not Gambit. Gambit's pickup line in this scene is, you can drain my energy anytime, Cher, which mm-hmm. is... The, 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 and by energy. Yeah, it's I'm, balls. My balls. <laughs> <laughs> That's the clearest way of saying, I hope that you make me ejaculate soon that I have ever heard. And then while this is going on, I think it's Storm just like turns on the news, and that's when they see yeah. like Peace Conference being attacked. So then, you know... Uh, well, let's be clear, because she's Storm, basically a goddess. She doesn't go for the remote control. She's like, weather and lightning, turn on the news. And so it's it all... Power. Is, is it this button? Yeah. <laughs> I could just, and that's I could when, when Rogue says, looks more like a world war conference, because Apocalypse is attacking it. And it, just in this news clip, Professor X watches it and goes, hey, X-Men, this isn't like Magneto or the Sentinels. We can't reason with Apocalypse. We have to go and like one. You can't reason with the giant robots. This is telling them shoot the kill. This isn't like Onslaught, the worst villain that we have ever had of all time. Okay, okay all right. Uh, we do have so you know he dispatches the X Men to go like save these people, but not all of them. He leaves behind, of course, Jubilee, and then yeah. also uh, Rogue because he sends Rogue. I thought Rogue was just going to stay back, but she's gone on her own mission. She has to go back to Mirror Island to talk to. He wanted to send Adler, I believe. Yeah, do- Doctor Adler, who is Mystique's guys. Uh, Rogue is not sneaky. She blasts her way in and just pins Adler's arms to his side until he (laughs) fesses up that he's Mystique. First of all, I thought this was going to go a different way because Rogue is the one who was closest to wanting the cure, right? Mm -hmm. So I rolled my eyes like, oh, okay, send Rogue, the one who is definitely going to fuck everything up. But instead, she busts in, pins Adler to the thing, and it's Mystique, and she gives it up immediately. Mystique's like... 
that's what I thought this version was different because I was like, you know, Mystique's like badass. And in this, she was just like, oh my God, you have my, like, she didn't try to fight back as she strapped her down. I was like, this is the easiest information ever gotten. Rogue was like, I didn't even ask you that question. Why are you telling me all this? This is way too much. She falls and she Mystique's like, he made me do it. And Rogue's like, oh, okay, I guess we'll be friends then. Mystique is just like, shoots the machine to bits and is like, no, you can never reverse it and runs out. Rogue blows this mission. Yes, 100%. Uh, Mystique reminded me of Chunk from Goonies, where they capture him and treat him as a hostage, and they're like, start from the beginning, and he's like, when I was three years old, I accidentally killed a bug, but I liked it, so I killed more bugs. Mystique is barfing information at a nonstop rate. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, we get, so we have that fight going on, which she blows, and then we see the X-Men fighting the four horsemen of the apocalypse, because they've all come to this, and wow, so exciting. (laughs) Should it be the the three horsemen and one wingman? (laughs) For sure. I thought I was waiting for him to have a horse as well. I was waiting for like a Hercules moment, but there was none. I do. You guys prefer like where they got these horses? These robot horses. Uh, Do you guys prefer Scarousel or Scary Go Round? Because it feels like that they Scarousel. Scarousel, one hundred percent. They pulled them off the poles, right? Oh Uh, man, are carousel animals the original strippers just dancing on yes. those poles yeah uh, and then they're supposed to be the scariest bad guys of all time and they're riding on the most ridiculous wheelless motorcycles i have ever seen in my entire life <laughs> i love i love the four horsemen so much uh, so we do you know we have this fight and it, during this fight uh gambit actually saves wolverine and yeah. yeah. like them being like a team or something, which uh, Wolverine thanks him. Yeah, I think in a Wolverine way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he does thank him. And then you know we then go to Rogue is at Stonehenge where Apocalypse is because Rogue has in that information she makes it to Stonehenge and it's like mm-hmm. this is the lair or whatever. And then Apocalypse is just waiting in the showers there or shadows. <laughs> Oh, you caught me at an inopportune time. I can't believe there was a seven-minute slow-motion montage of (laughs) Apocalypse just lathering up. (laughs) Just flicking his hair back. It was wild to watch. But, you know, after he showers and dries off, they do get a battle between all of them. Everybody (laughs) then meets up at Stonehenge, as the X-Men does. I kind of like this, because I don't know if you guys noticed, but this is not even 22 minutes. Right, this is some of these episodes are like barely nineteen minutes. Yeah, and uh, for like back to back scenes of like Cyclops being like, uh, "We'll follow them back to wherever their base is." I bet it's Stonehenge, and then Rogue to say, "Oh, they're going to Stonehenge," and for everybody to meet up here. I thought that was efficient screenwriting. Yeah, I, I, I wish Rogue had said, "How the hell did you guys know to come here?" Yeah. <laughs> At some point, she would have time out. Hold on, how did you guys know this? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I tortured somebody. <laughs> what did you guys do? To- <laughs> and then, you when, know- when, when when they show up and everybody starts fighting, Jean not, runs two steps to take somebody out and is instantly knocked to the fucking ground. Okay, so I watched this with my wife, uh, who was very stoked to have limited Jubilee in this episode, but started screaming about Jean Grey being the worst. And she was like, did you see that? Did you see that? <laughs> And we rewound it and watched it a bunch of times. It looks like Cyclops hits her, but that's actually not true. <laughs> she starts running, 
and immediately trips. Like t- she, she runs two steps and then eats shit and does not help out for the entire fight. Well, they never let her train in the danger room. So why do they expect her to be able to have the athleticism to do this? Well, they can't let her train in the danger room because it's full of speed bumps and uh, slight <laughs> her, gentle rocks. Her kryptonite. <laughs> and she will fall constantly. And Rogue looks around and goes, wait, I got this. And siphons Archangel. She has figured out that... Uh, not only will she get his powers or whatever, she takes it from him somehow. Like he's like, "Oh, I'm good now. You found the cure to the cure." Yeah, she straight up like, as she says, took his evil from him. Like she yeah. lives with that now. I was like, "That's a wild plot point, and I'm here for it." And it's, and it's such a worthy like, well, to move. To what? It's such a worthy to move to be like. I hope you can handle that evil, baby. I'm out. And then he just flies yes. towards the moon. He, he just he's like, "I'm not going to join the X Men. I'm going to help you out at all, even though you saved my life." Peace. <laughs> It's such a good episode. It's absolutely wild. I'm excited to get to these awards. Uh, so, Ryan, can you start us off with MVP? Uh, MVP has to be Rogue. I, I, you guys were talking shit, but uh, she got Mystique to spill, and she handled Apocalypse in the end. She handled Archangel in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, this was deceptively Rogue story because, like we talked about before, we thought that this was going to be the one where she was like, oh, make me not a mutant. But she was like, no. Uh, teamwork, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, because she tried to make me not a mutant. Mine's also rogue. She tried to do make me not a mutant last week and then realized she needed the powers. And so now she is double downing in her zealotry. That's why she's ready to bust through things and destroy everything. Because she's like, I had a moment of weakness, so nobody else is allowed to. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they would lose. Uh, Mike, have you ever lost weight? Yes. Yeah, that's what what it's like. (laughs) I lost weight, no, so I now I hate everybody who hasn't. If you have not lost weight, I hate you, and you're an evil mutant. <laughs> it is. Uh, she probably is the strongest one for me. I have. Um, I actually have Storm just for her rec room line. Like she was just <laughs> sitting there, like she was not partaking in any of the activities, and then had to dunk on Gambit. And I respect it so much. But both of you are right. I'll give both of you guys points for that. It is for sure, Rogue. Uh, LVP, Mike. Let's start with you for this one. We just talked. Yeah, about it's it. gotta be Ryan right. We rewatched it a thousand times. Gene runs two steps. She into a ate shit immediately. So hard. And this is a show that's not known for being purposely funny. So, yeah. uh, Ryan's that is that who you have as well? Yeah, but why the? Oh, actually, you know why? It's because she's an Omega mutant. You know, like she's too powerful. She's she's more powerful than Storm. So. They just have her fall on dirt. They fall her. They have her fall on flat land. Oh, this land is too flat. I will now fucking fall over. God damn it, Jean Grey. I do. I have mine as Gambit just because I hate him for everything he does. He does end up like you know saving Wolverine. So I guess you guys do have a stronger argument there. I'll give you both points for that one as well. Uh, best use of power, Ryan. Let's start with you. I. Uh, I'm going to give this to Cyclops because uh, Apocalypse is in the middle of a speech and then Cyclops blasts him right in the face and then Cyclops says, I beg to differ. Differ with what? We don't know, Cyclops. That was a random ass thing to say. But- he wasn't listening at all. He just had a line locked and loaded. He had that line in the Blackbird 30 minutes before they landed, but still he, he blew him away and said it. He has a moleskin filled with little lines he could say and just scratch No, that's not good enough. He could essentially pull from a hat any line whenever there's a downtime. He's like, oh, shit. I don't care what's happening. Uh, Mike, what do you got? It's it's not just uh, Worthington's look that has changed now that he's Archangel. It's He didn't just give him purple skin and a purple pink 
color complexion uh, and metal wings instead of feather wings, they now launch little rockets. And the first time you see that is awesome. Those are razor blades. They're razor blades? He launches razor blades. They look like blades. little grenades. No, he launches razor blades from his wing. Okay, they exploded. Okay, so... <laughs> also, did you guys notice that the, the laser that transforms you into Apocalypse Slave hit every part of Warren except for the eyebrows? And he had big, blonde, bushy eyebrows the <laughs> entire time. Those are too time. powerful. <laughs> uh, those are very strong. For best use of power, I have Storm for just how she summoned the fog and how over the top it was. Because I respect how powerful she is, but the fact that she is like... I am your master and I command you and now you must do it because that's how it works. Like, that's probably not how she needs to do it, but she's here for the dramatics. It'll happen with her saying nothing, but she says all of that anyway. (laughs) So extra. Uh, Extra. Extra. And you know what? For the extraness, I'll go ahead and give myself that point. Uh, Best gasp line. Ryan, let's start with you. Uh, Gasp line was not... Uh, I am Worthington no longer. Instead, was it was Apocalypse through Rogue towards the camera, and so she was like on the ground, laying on her side. And you guys want to talk about pogs? I, I, uh, I probably had a Rogue pog in my past, but I'm not talking the the little fucking milk slammers. I'm talking about this girl has an ass for days. <laughs> it was and, insane. And when I saw her two juicy cheeks, I gasped <laughs> way more than I thought I would. I knew we would get here because it was drawn so insane. Oh man, this it, the animation in the entire series is awful. Unless I've got I've got two fucking juicy mutant cheeks to draw. Like it was just two Omaha steaks kissing. That's all I saw. It was like I saw why production was always behind. It yeah, because they so spent much detail <laughs> on her butt. It was unreal. If you've ever heard the song "Dancing Cheek to Cheek." It was about this one <laughs> scene right here. Okay, I need to rewatch this because I did not catch any of that. Oh, it's it's unreal. Uh, Mike, what do you have for this, though? My, mine is not as exciting. Uh, we heard Wolverine thank somebody for something. <laughs> so I, that made me gasp because I didn't know he had it in him. Yeah, it's a very poor thank you, but it is a thank you. and It's it's, it's thank you, dot, 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 I think. But still, for Wolverine, <laughs> yeah. that's that's pretty good. That right? is heartwarming for wolverine yeah 100 percent uh for best gas line i have uh when mystique slash adler tells cyclops to like look him in the eye and he says that he'll gladly do that with pleasure just because like i didn't expect that out of that boy i did gasp it was a complete change uh but ryan i gotta give it to you because wow the animation is worth a gasp um there's jiggles mike you can see (laughs) jiggles did you also rewind and rewatch that one a lot i did a little bit (laughs) <laughs> uh all right our last award is most 90s thing mike what do you got for this it has to be war's haircut i can't think of anything more 90s than that perfect little bowl that everybody thought was good looking <laughs> the bowl cut is so strong and powerful and the fact that they don't cover it is my favorite thing uh ryan what do you got for this it's just uh i think it's the look of archangel like this is like such a time capsule of like what did people in the 90s think was cool Uh and it's it's all be blue but like with pink highlights and metal wings do you know what's cool angel just a dude with wings is pretty cool looking that's no 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 but they 90s it up so hardcore like oh let's give them metal and fucking pink pink let's do pink it's it's very 90s and it it worked on me in the 90s i was like yes that guy for sure i want him to be my stepdad yeah. <laughs> it still worked to this day. It's it it stands up. 
Uh, for most of my 90s thing, I have Apocalypse line of, like, turn up the power, I want to hear the screams of a future being born. Because I <laughs> Yeah, like that's dope. Lines like that just aren't written anymore. Like, that, you don't see that in, like, TV shows anymore. This dude is so over the no, top. No, that's just, like, SoundCloud rap these days. That's where those <laughs> kinds of lines went. But let's be honest. For every line like that that Apocalypse delivered, there was another line where he lands in front of uh, some human in D.C. And he's like, I... I'm apocalypse, and he's just this angry toddler that is freaking out. Yeah, he has his moments where he shines. Oh, At one point, God. he hides as a gargoyle. <laughs> I forgot about that. It is he straight up waits. Like you see three gargoyles up top, and you know it's no, him. there's only two. The building was only built with two. He is the third. I'm apocalypse, the gargoyle That's awesome. hider. That's a good way to hide. He kicks ass. I love him. Uh, Mike, I am going to give that to you, though, for the 90s haircut. Yes. Cause, I know, had that haircut, man, yeah. for most of my childhood. I felt it in the explanation, so I just got to <laughs> give you a point for that. Uh, and you guys, this this round, huge turn up. I got one point myself, so props to me. And then Mike and Ryan, you have actually tied three each, so you get to share this victory. I'm so proud of you two, the two X-Men boys. I want to thank Cassie and nobody else. <laughs> I want to thank me and nobody else. Oh... And I will thank me. So I think I get the final thanks, and that is a win. But we are out of time. And um, so, <laughs> Mike, can you tell me about some websites? Yeah, go to yourpopfilter.com to get everything that we put out there. Throw a slash Amazon at the end and do your shopping that way. Bookmark that, yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. If you want more content, uh, go to patreon.com slash yourpopfilter. We're giving all kinds of extras every week for not that much, but it helps us out a lot. And newly, uh, you can check out pieceofshit.biz. Uh, we're not sure what it's going to do yet, but it's going to do a lot of cool things. Big things in the works for pieceofshit.biz. So, Cassie, uh, I'm not here to give you notes as a host, but uh, I would be more specific in the future after today about <laughs> saying to Mike, "Do you want to do you want to tell us about any websites?" Because we're gonna hear we're gonna hear about pieceofshit.biz every time you yeah. ask that question. This is like like the startup podcast from Gimlet got really big because uh, Bloomberg was just like, "Here is I'm doing a show about what it's like to make a podcast." In our outro, I will just tell you about the evolution of pieceofshit.biz and what kind of business it turns into. And we're going to blow up. I literally, like, Ryan, you don't know me as a host if that's not the first website I want to hear about when I ask that question. I know, I know. (laughs) That's all I want to know. And you know what, Ryan? Can you tell me about some other shows, though? Absolutely. You are listening to the Superhero Show Show, which you can subscribe to, rate, and review on all of your podcast catchers but we appreciate apple podcast the most while you're doing that please subscribe to movie of the year where me and mike fight it out against somebody whose new nickname is piece of shit dot biz and we will we will talk to a website and tell him what the best movie of any given year is subscribe rate and review to that and then also of course if you want more of cassie and less of me and mike subscribe rate and review to the subscribe to the and then rate and review the unnatural 20s podcast where cassie and her friends who are quickly approaching 30 and we're gonna need a name change soon i uh, talk about what it's like to live through their 20s with the roll of the dice do you think natural 30s does it just <laughs> sounds weird <It> should <laughs> that not be the name natural 30s feels like th- you were born with the grossest pair of boobs of all time <laughs> We just talk about like our metamucil dosage and shit. Like it sounds terrible. I hate All it. right, easy. <laughs>
All right, um, Mike, can you tell us about social media? Nah. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) At your pop filter on Twitter and Instagram. Go there. You know how those work. Uh, Anything for uh, pieceofshit.biz and the social media works, do you think? Oh, I got to look up if these are available, but I'm guessing at pieceofshit.biz. It's <laughs> open. Be sure to check out that tweet feed. It's going to be great. Uh, we also got an email. It's contact at your pop filter. You can email us about anything, any ideas you have, especially for pieceofshit.biz. If you're watching X-Men with us, go ahead and play. Let us know who you would have for these awards. Whatever you want, email us. We'll, we love that. Uh, next week. we Look, have, we love that. We love that. Do you want to know how we feel about it? We love it. Uh, next week we got a big show because we are discussing season four of Sabrina. We're digging into that. We're gonna it's gonna have our full attention for once in its life, and it's gonna be huge for it and us. Uh, but that is it for this show. For Mike, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Mike. For me, I am me. Bye, everyone. Bye.